are we gonna discuss how we're gonna open it this week? Yeah, how do you want to do it? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Oh. I keep thinking we're called Podhole <laughs> Story Hole. <laughs> Podhole, that's ridiculous. Welcome to Story Hole. Welcome to Podhole. <laughs> <laughs> Could we do like a, a typical television opener kind of thing, like? filmed in front of a live tv audience oh, you guys fun. can be my canned laughter yeah i'll yeah. do my best to do to do some fake laughter okay because god knows i'm not gonna be laughing for real <laughs> let's just spiel, uh, let's just wing spiel it. that goes with that it's a, it's a family show a family show and and you could like introduce like you're the just dad of the family don't think about it just do it yeah just go ready okay. to go hi welcome to story hole we are <laughs> brought to you today with the live studio audience brought to your home for your convenience <laughs> yeah <laughs> Open your fucking ears. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. My name's Kevin. I'm Roger. I'm Joey. All right. Today, I'm going to be doing Diablo, the story of Diablo. If you don't know, Diablo is a video game. Diablo has been around for a long time. This is going to be a very lengthy story. It's going to have a lot to it. I originally started playing Diablo with my girlfriend, Kristen, kind of recently. And for the most part, it's a, a pretty simple game where you just kind of kill lots and lots of enemies that keep coming at you and it's fun but what i became to realize was that the story in it is actually pretty good and i looked into it a little yeah. bit more and there's a lot to it there's like a trilogy of novels that was made wow before any of the to do like the set of the world before any of the games actually started and then there's three games so i saw this as I kind of i don't remember a, the story I don't remember there being a story at all. That's when I, I first bought my new computer and I, I was going to play with you guys. And I remember I was just always behind everyone because I was trying to figure out, like, pick up loot and stuff. So that kind of leads into what I wanted to start off asking you guys. is What, what kind of experience do you have with the Diablo trilogy? Um, a little. I was really into Diablo cutscenes. Like, just watching the cutscenes mm-hmm. um, are really neat. When Diablo 3 came out, I remember the teaser for it just being super cool. I like, like, Devil and... You know, kind of demony hell stuff is really interesting to me. So I'm pretty into it, but I haven't played the games that much. I played Diablo One it? a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't worship it per se, but well, do you like you like you like it a lot? You like everything about it. You I like, like the a devil. lot, and I like devoting my life and my soul to it. I guess is how okay. I put it. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if we needed to have an intervention <laughs> in the middle of this. No, that's totally normal. Roger's the most normal guy I know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think likewise. I don't really remember. I don't really remember. I do know that someone in your house, in your old house, had a Diablo poster on the wall. Uh, I had a Diablo poster from buying Diablo 3. They came with a poster, <laughs> and I didn't want it, so I put it in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> not even not even the bathroom you used. Yeah, not even my bathroom. It was the other bathroom. I saw it every mm-hmm. single time I, I was in there. What were you doing in there? Um, math homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Devilish things. Taking a devil the down. Black, the black mass, huh? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how evocative your, your poop jokes are. <laughs> really paints a word yeah. picture, huh? Hey, hey, let me do an impression of every time I went to your house, what I would hear. Kevin, Kevin, this is you in the bathroom. Ready? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Can you walk me through what that was? There was a little goblin that hid in the closet. I punched him every time I took a shit. <laughs> that's where he lives in yeah, the bathroom closet. Little, yeah. Why is there a pervert. pause in the bathroom? That, Kevin, that's called the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me. That was my goblin. I'm showering. <laughs> Every time I was trying to take a shower, you come in and poop. 
I like the steaminess. Back in my hometown of the East Coast, I would always go to the bathroom in bogs, and it made me feel right at home. <laughs> Nature's bathroom, huh? <laughs> Can I ask you a question about those bogs real fast? So I remember when I was a kid, and I would go, it's summertime, and it's just pretty much just a bunch of like track homes and stuff. You go to your friend's house, and you go swimming, and then sometimes you just get out and go pee on the wall or like in a bush or something. Yeah. If you were like swimming in your old swimming hole, you, you had like fireflies, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever try to pee on a firefly? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I wish I had now that you brought that up. I feel like that's, pro- that's a standard. I feel like that's a standard thing that a little boy would do. We'd pee on electric fences. I feel like that's the same thing. Is that true? I've, I've always heard of that. Does, does it actually do anything? It never never did anything mm-hmm. to me, now. I think because I, I pee like a machine gun. So <laughs> It never completed the circuit up to your wiener. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, the reason I, I was doing this is because I actually paid attention to the story when I was playing through it with Kristen, and it, it actually has a pretty substantial thing going for it. And so I thought it'd be fun to explore all that Diablo has to offer. And I kind of touched on this earlier when I was going over it in general, but I think this is going to be a multi-parter. The intention is to do the novels, where we talk about how the world of Diablo came to be, and then the Diablo games, one and two, and then Diablo three, the actual game, which was my uh, end goal in telling the story. I wanted to tell the story of Diablo three. Cool. But to truly appreciate all the different things that they have you do in Diablo three, you really need to know the backstory from how this world came to be. Sounds good. You guys ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Take me to so, hell. So before we even get to hell, before there even was a hell, there was nothing. Pretty much nothing. There was one thing. And it was a creature by the name of Anu. And Anu was the only being in anything, all existence. Hey guys, check this out. I knew Anu. I knew Anu too. <laughs> okay, go right. on. <laughs> um, hey, I went to a restaurant the other day and I, and I ordered off the men, menu. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my my uh my god's pretty old. I'd like to get <laughs> I'd like to get a new one. Are we good? Okay, go ahead. You got yeah, them all out. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. A, a new I don't know if I would call him a god. He certainly is powerful. If he took off his clothes, would he be a new? <laughs> He's the only thing in existence. And basically, uh, one day he decides that he wants to cast out all of the evil within him. And so he does. He just kind of expels it all. And he's become a being of pure goodness. But all that evil kind of congeals into itself and becomes a creature of its own being called Tathamet. And because Anu is now pure good and Tathamet is now pure evil... And the only evil in the universe and the only good in the universe, they obviously are going to be at odds. And they are going to, they just fight each other. So Tathomet, I want to paint a picture here. He's pretty much uh, like a, a dragon demon with seven heads. So they're fighting for thousands of years. And because Anu is all good and Tathomet is all evil, they're pretty much equal in power. They pretty much meet each other on even ground. So they're fighting for thousands of years until finally they aren't. They end in a stalemate. But it's not like two gentlemen agreeing that they should just go their separate ways. A stalemate is actually mutual destruction in the form of a huge explosion, which is like 
the big bang for this universe. So that's where the universe Ooh. comes from. Is it on purpose, or they just mess up and actually accidentally explode? Like a like one of those boxing matches where both the guys punch each other in the face at the same time. <laughs> it's yeah. like that. Oh, it's it's like Station. Do you guys ever do you guys ever see the second Bill and Ted movie? No. no. So there's there are these two naked aliens. They are very smart beings. And they run, they run into each other, and they blow up, and they turn into one really big version of what of what they were. You said they're very smart. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> I guess it's all relative. What if you and I wanted to glue our brains together and get twice? We have twice as much brain power. We can we could solve problems together. It's humanity. We're just like Station. If you think Why about it. Why haven't we done that? I know I was knocking. I was being sarcastic before, but that seems like a good idea. I'm a problem solver. And I'm really good looking. Yeah, you are. I could use that problem solving power. <laughs> well, I'm that, a problem maker. This is run into each other. So when they blow up, it, it starts, starts the, the universe. universe. They shatter. Essentially, they just like just if you anybody's ever played a Diablo game, basically when things die, they kind of just erupt into gore. <laughs> and this is basically what happens with these two dudes. A new has two main pieces that are important to know about. It's his eye and his spine. Anu's eye becomes known as the World Stone, and it lands right in the center of the universe. Basically where they were fighting, his eyeball just kind of like plops down <laughs> where they were. And this place becomes known as Pandemonium, and Pandemonium is probably a familiar concept to you guys. That's, just the, from, uh, that's the capital city of hell, right? Yeah. Anu's spine becomes the Crystal Arch, and that's where the high heavens are. That's where angels are born, basically. Mm. Tathamet is all the evil in the universe and his corpse just kind of splatters and makes the burning hells but his heads come off and he's got seven heads and they each become a evil of the universe there's three heads that are main heads and they become the three prime evils mm -hmm. known as diablo Baal, and mephisto each one of them representing some sort of evilness Diablo is the prime evil terror, Baal is the prime evil destruction, and Mephisto is the prime evil hatred. And they're the three main heads of Tathomet after he died. The other four smaller heads become known as the lesser evils, and they become uh, Asmodan, Belial, Duriel, and Andariel. And we face all of these entities in the Diablo games. Those are the main players of hell, coming from the, the seven heads of Tathomet, which is the evil half of a new blown up. Anu is a finite resource, and so is Tathamet. They both are things, they're matter. So when demons are born of Tathamet and angels are born from Anu, there's only so many that can come from it. When okay. they die, those pieces return back to the original source, and then they can just birth another angel or another do demon. You, do you believe in that personally? I didn't before, but now I do. I'm just hoping there's room for me in heaven. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, am, Kevin, am I going to heaven? Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Thanks. I'm going to describe what um, what heaven has to offer here in a second, and I think it's going to scream Joey. Oh, man. Soft pretzel. Soft pretzel. No. Hook me up with a soft pretzel, God. Yeah. What's your favorite soft pretzel? Oh, man. Any of them. <laughs> I like, the, I like the, the little hard ones. <laughs> yeah i like the straight ones you get at olive garden <laughs> tell us about these heavenly delights so because essentially if you kill an angel it just becomes reborn as a new angel if you kill a demon it just becomes reborn as a new demon there's really no way to win this war they're just constantly fighting each other killing each other and making more versions of each other so what they actually war over isn't 
decimation or annihilation of the other side, but it is the world stone. Why do they want it so bad? It's beautiful. Is it? Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Is it beautiful? Yeah, it's blue. You guys ever see ever seen a blue eye? <laughs> no, I can't actually because it's impossible to look at your own eyes. Roger has the only blue eyes. Why do they want the world stone though? The world stone is very, very powerful. It essentially holds the key to creation. It's just like an ultimate power kind of thing. And they just want to control it. And so it's an actual tangible stone. Yep. You can just grab it's it. very cool. big, very powerful. And it's been a very long time that heaven and hell have been fighting each other. And there's a, there's a particular angel named Anarius. Anarius falls in a battle and gets captured by a demon named Lilith. Lilith is the queen of the succubi and is also the daughter of Mephisto. Mephisto is one of those prime evils. How did he make a daughter? I probably, probably just barfed it up. He probably thought, I don't want any of the girl parts of me, so I'm just going to barf it up yeah. and it'll turn to its own daughter entity. <laughs> that makes sense. So uh, Lilith is the daughter of Mephisto. I don't know how that came to be. She's also the queen of the succubi, so bangin'. Yeah? Yeah. And Arius becomes infatuated with Lilith, because obviously that's what's going to happen. He kind of lets out that he's not interested in this endless war anymore. He's kind of sick of it. A lot of, I mean, you probably would be too, just constantly fighting and nothing's really coming of it. And he's just kind of fed up with it and wants to stop. Lilith, listening to him, kind of realizes that she's also of the same opinion. She's kind of sick of it too. Plus her dad is the, you know, prime evil of hatred. That's probably not too great of a home life. Yeah. Lilith kind of lays this idea out among her demon brethren and sees if there's any other people that are of, of the same kind of opinion. And it turns out there's quite a few in both heaven and hell that are sick of this war and would rather just stop. So they get together and they they steal the world stone. Cool. In the heist of the century, they get Whoa. the world stone, the thing that all of existence is fighting to control. They somehow get their hands on it and they take it. And they, they use it to, like, the best way they possibly could. I don't know why nobody else did this when they had possession of the World Stone, but basically they make an alternate dimension and they make sanctuary in it. So now this this World Stone, which is the source of creation, and sanctuary are completely separate from everything else that's that's in existence and has they have no way of even knowing that sanctuary exists or how to get to it or anything. And that's really important because Sanctuary is where all three of the Diablo games exist. That's how the world of Diablo came to be. So, um, they've created Sanctuary. It's in this pocket dimension that neither Heaven nor Hell have access to. And so they've got Angel and Demon Brethren that are occupying this Eden, essentially. Time goes on, and they start to interbreed. They start to have children. Those children are what is known as the Nephilim. The problem is the Nephilim, the child of angel and demon, are strong. They're at least as strong as both angels and demons, and they actually seem like they could become stronger than either of them, which puts people at odds. Anarius is of the mind that you want to kill them off. He wants to kill his own kids? 
He wants to kill his own kids and every child. Jeez. In Sanctuary. This is exactly like Hawaii. <laughs> what? Yeah, because you're gonna need to Hawaii back up that loud claim. It's it's yeah. separated from us. Uh-huh. Everyone who lives there is stronger than I, like anyone that lives on the mainland. Yeah, because you've seen like island island guys; they're always really buff. That's true; they are buff. And and if <laughs> and and the king the king of Hawaii <laughs> wants yeah. to kill all of his kids. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I, I shouldn't say Inarius wants to kill them off. He is debating it he's he's kind of a realist i guess and he sees this as a potential issue and so he's on either side of it he could kill them or let them live but he's, he's afraid thinking, that they're gonna come and take over right yeah yeah it's just something he can't really control okay and they have this you know land of peace and harmony between two things that are normally completely at odds and to throw something like this into it could completely shift the balance so he's not really set yet and he's not really ready to make that decision so he kind of leaves and goes on a vacation to think it over a little bit while he's gone Lilith kills everybody in sanctuary (laughs) (laughs) she murders all the angels and demons Leaving just the Nephilim. Man. Yeah, all of them. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so all the Nephilims are the, the kids of the angels and demons, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so she kills everyone and leaves the Nephilim? Yep. What was the logic behind that? Why would she want to do that? Lilith represents the other side of the argument, and she thinks that instead of getting rid of the Nephilim, they should take this powerful new weapon and use it to try to end the war once and for all between heaven uh, and hell she, so wants, she wants to go to back to the it. other dimension yep she wants to take these nephilim she wants to empower them and create more of them and then take this ultimate weapon to just end it Inarius gets back and I guess there must be something between the two of them because instead of just killing Lilith he imprisons her in the void Plus, if he killed her, then her her meat would just go back to hell where they could make a new one anyway, right? Yeah, I guess if you really wanted to to just stop the essence of Lilith, you do have to kind of trap it. Pre- yeah. I think that's the, the whole thing for, for everything in this. Why, why don't they stop killing each other? And just why don't trap they just each uh, other. Tra- trap, trap each yeah. other, yeah. I think there's a board game about that. Is it called Pokemon? Is that the one? <laughs> is it Kevin is, Kevin, is it the board game Pokemon? You trap my Pikachu. <laughs> oh golly you know this is actually kind of a perfect opportunity for kevin to do his killer ash yeah, impression do your ash impression pikachu i trap you <laughs> and then now joe you do your misty <laughs> she always yells yeah. all the time so i feel like that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good actually i enjoyed that tv show i like the show so inarius imprisons lilith in the void and then he also is now the only thing left in sanctuary aside from the nephilim and he can't really kill the nephilim now because then he'll just be alone but he can't be around the nephilim because they're too powerful so he kind of retunes the world stone so that it periodically weakens the nephilim over time and he goes away so i guess the idea he has is i want to come back to this place this is my home i can't be here right now i'm gonna make it into something i can come back to but i can't just immediately snap my fingers and have it be done i have to set this on its path to make the world that I want it to be. So he doesn't have to kill the Nephilim because they're not too strong. 
and he'll just he keep him. He'll just keep him there and let him get slowly weaker. Is that yep. the idea? Yep. Oh, yep. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a smart angel. It works out. It works out because over a long, long time, the Nephilim get weakened and they forget about angels and demons. It all becomes myth and legend, and they just slowly turn into what we know as humans today. All of this is before any of the Diablo games actually happen, like centuries before it. Basically, a long time passes, and like I said, everybody kind of forgets about the angels and demons. Mages uh, experiment with magic, and they, they get really good with a particular kind of magic, basically centered around spirit summoning or necromancy. But in trying to harness that power, what they are actually doing is using magic to summon demons. So this sanctuary that has been an island in an endless ocean that nobody could have access to is now essentially sending out beacons to hell. And the mages don't know that that's what they're doing, probably. No. It's been a long, long time. They have no idea that demons even exist or angels or anything. They don't know where they came from. They don't know anything. They're just playing with the, the tools they have. And they're summoning demons, which alerts the prime evils of Sanctuary. They now know what happened to the World Stone. The whole time, they've been kind of just like, they realize that the World Stone is gone, and they also understand that Lilith is gone. So they put two and two together, and they, they figure out that, or at least suspect that Lilith stole the World Stone, and they've been searching for her this entire time. And they obviously could never find her until now. The demons also see humans and Nephilim as a potential weapon to use to beat heaven. Instead of destroying the sanctuary and taking the world stone, they're going to try to manipulate the humans into believing and acting the way that they want them to. So they create a fake religion called the Triune, and the core message of the Triune is to devote yourself to the following which then they can kind of use as like a foot-in-the-door salesman tactic to kind of, you know, as you get deeper into this religion, they start twisting you more and more into essentially running chaos and killing for their cause. The person who runs this religion is the son of Mephisto. So he's so he's a demon pretending to be a human? Yep. Oh. And Arius comes home. Uh-oh. Finally, he sees what's going on with the Triune and decides to kind of combat that, but not in a very direct way. They have a, like a cold war between them. He creates his own religion called the Cathedral of Light. But instead of putting his kid or whatever in charge of it, he actually runs it himself, posing as a human. That huh. doesn't age, that's beautiful, that has mysterious powers, and they don't know anything about angels or demons. So they just kind of accept this guy as being something incredible, and they all follow him. And the Triune, they they don't think that they're bad, right? The people that follow the Triune, do they know that they're the evil church? No. They think that they're doing the right thing? Yes. Okay. The prime evils are like the gods of the Triune, but they call them essentially the opposite of whatever they are. The the prime goods? The prime goods. Yeah. They're... The Amazon primes. The The Optimus primes. Uh... Yeah. The prime prime time TV. <laughs> prime time TV hour. It's yeah. nineteen ninety three. Tune in with your family. <laughs> yeah. So Mephisto is the prime evil of destruction, but he becomes the god of creation, you know, the opposite of that. They all take the opposite form of whatever 
they were. Or sorry, he's hatred. He's hatred. So he should be love. So his name is Mephisto when he's bad. If he if he becomes the opposite, does he change his name to my foot? I was gonna dude, I was there I was there with you that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a bunch of idiots <laughs> okay so there's the triune and the cathedral of light that are fighting each other but it's a, like a secret religion war neither side really knows who's pulling the strings but then Lilith breaks free and comes home and she sees what's happening and instead of combating it outright, she tries to manipulate even further to kind of use both sides against each other. And she frames this guy named Ildissian, who is a distant descendant of hers and Anarius, into killing members of both churches by giving him powers. Imagine like a dude's walking around in the street and she just like imbues him with powers and he explodes. He kills members of both churches. And it makes it seem as though he's always had those powers and they've just been dormant the whole time. But because they killed both sides of the church, both sides hate Eldisian. And so they kind of exile him. Like he has to run away because they're after him now. And they take this cold war that was just trying to fight over control of humans and turns it into a more active war where now blood is being shed. Eldisian leaves because he's of the mindset that there must be other humans like him that have powers. And Lilith is with Ildissian disguised as somebody else, kind of manipulating him further into that belief. Poor guy. And every time he comes across somebody he thinks has powers, she makes them have powers. He blames the Triune and the Cathedral for everybody turning on him. Lilith now has her army to fight heaven and hell. Where does she, where does she keep it? In her pockets. In her sleeveys. Hey. hey, who's hey. that studio audience? Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it! Nailed it on the shirt choke. <laughs> the problem is that they are still stuck in sanctuary because of the world stone that's kind of like keeping them in this pocket dimension. So Lilith sends Ildissian after the world stone to get it, and he manages to do it. But when he does, he changes it irreversibly so that it no longer hinders the Nephilim. Does he do it on purpose or just happens? He, he does it on purpose. On it. What was that, Joey? <laughs> he sneezed on it. <laughs> Sniffle-him. Hey, good. <laughs> when he changes it, it actually accelerates them back to being to their true power and past that. Benarius, who is present because he's the leader of the cathedral, uh, tries to behind the scenes get some people to assassinate Ildissian but they all fail Ildissian's kind of on like a runaway he's he's just getting more and more powerful as time goes on so it's kind of like every giving time... everyone in Hawaii a, a Snickers bar and then they have a burst of energy that's exactly that's yeah a very, thank that's you that's a very weird analogy <laughs> <laughs> don't worry everybody loves it <laughs> uh, today's not my day I'm sorry <laughs> sniffle him <laughs> <laughs> so heaven this whole time has been fighting hell and hell suddenly starts kind of putting their attention elsewhere it makes heaven kind of a little suspicious and so they kind of go looking around kind of poking around trying to figure out what's going on why is hell not putting up the same fight they used to and Tyrael finds sanctuary and he takes that message back heaven is a place of order and they see these people that have resulted from the combination of 
demon and angels as abominations. They hate humanity because they represent something terrible to them. Just because they're, they're impure? They're impure. So they send their army to annihilate Sanctuary because it is a travesty that it even exists. During this time, before Heaven gets there, Inarius and Ildisian start to fight. Inarius finally takes it onto his own hands to go fight Ildisian instead of sending assassins after him. And there is a just monumentous battle. clashing of the two strongest possible entities anything has seen since Anu and Thalamet. Eldisian is using the world stone and is continually kind of siphoning that power and Inarius is just an angel and has been for a very long time and he's also attuned to that world stone because before Eldisian had it Inarius was using it. So there's kind of like a bond between the world stone and both of them. And so they're having this god battle, like Dragon Ball Z style. And taking a really long time. They're yeah, taking a really, a really long, long time. time. They're Lots charging up in front of each other. <laughs> they break power levels that we never thought they would. <laughs> but what they're really fighting for is this symbiosis with the world stone. That's the source of their power, and they're both drawing on it at the same time. What ends up happening is Eldisian wins the fight for the world stone. And breaks the bond Inarius has with it. And then, you know what they should have done? Huh? Yeah. Put the stone down and they both stand like 10 feet away and call it and see which one yeah. it goes to. Or they should have cut the stone in half and then... Uh, no, no, no. No? <laughs> I'd rather he have it. <laughs> Kevin, it was yours all along. Damn. I love the world stone. <laughs> so Inarius has his bond with the world stone breaking from Eldisian. And then once Odysseus has this world stone, he just handedly beats Anarius, just crushes him. But right as this is happening, the angel army arrives. Hell also shows up. At the same because time? Because Hell sees, yep, both sides show up at the same time. Uh-oh. Angels are trying to get rid of these abominations, and Hell is like, no, we've been fostering this weapon for centuries. You're not going to come eradicate them. We're going to fight you too and so these two sides are waging war against each other huh did you say bono yeah and the edge and and jeff the other guy yeah the other two guys jeff yeah (laughs) sorry we're at the climactic clash we're at the climactic clash angels on one side hell on the other side and then the group of superhumans right in the middle Hell is trying to fight to keep control of the superhumans. Angels are trying to kill the superhumans. Superhumans are just trying to survive. It's chaos. During this time, Tyrael comes down and actually manages to constrain Ildisian. He gets him in cuffs. So Ildisian is just sitting there. Previously the victor of, of the entire sanctuary. Now handcuffed, unable to do anything, and he's watching as his friends are being murdered, as angels and demons clash. It's a cool story. Roger, I always felt that you were pretty, you were pretty superhuman. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. I thought that about you guys, too. Thanks. I'm just a soup human. A soup human? Yeah. Like a human made out of soup? Yeah. Take a bite. <laughs> Yum. Mm. Paprika. <laughs> Joey, I think you're, if you were a spice, you'd be paprika. Thanks. I like that. It's a good spice. Yeah. Paprika was also the son of uh, Miss Salt and Miss Pepper from Blue's Clues. I think I'd probably be Paprika, too. 
Well, Roger, I'm, if you were a spice, you would be garlic salt. <laughs> hey, come on, stop fucking around. You, you'd be paprika. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Know. If I were a salt, I would be salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. There's this three-sided war. Ildisi in his handcuffed. Tyrael sitting right there. Angels are killing demons. Demons are killing angels. Angels and demons are killing humans. Everything is just chaos. And suddenly, time freezes. Shit. Ildisian, in a feverish passion, has broken his handcuffs, seeing his friend's blood shed between the war of angels and demons, and has completely melded now, completely symbiosis with the world stone. And he has now unlocked all of the power that comes with what the world stone has. And with a flick of a wrist, he removes all of the angels, and in another flick, he removes all of the demons. And he sets his sights on repairing the world that they destroyed, his sanctuary, his Eden. But the problem is, no matter how much power he has, every time he tries to fix something that they burnt, it just gets worse. He creates more chaos. And so he figures out that the only way, the only way that he can save his world is to suck up all of that chaos and all of that destruction into himself. He takes all the bad stuff into himself, and with the help of the Guardian of Sanctuary, gets the idea that he can spit it all out back into the void where Lilith was imprisoned. And they set that plan into motion, and he lets go all of the fire and all the destruction and all the, the atrocities that have befallen Sanctuary into the void. After he fixes everything and peace is renewed, he realizes that just because he kicked everybody out, that doesn't mean the conflict isn't there. And so some of the people on Earth come to the conclusion that if they are going to keep existing on Sanctuary, they need to plead with the angels to let them live, to leave them alone. And so they go to the angels in the High Council at Heaven, and they beg them to just leave them alone, let them exist, and they put it to a vote, because that's how they decide things in Heaven. In Tyrael, he is the deciding vote on whether or not humanity dies, or they leave humanity alone. And he decides to leave humanity. He decides to spare them. Hey, it's good. Probably helped that they all brought tins of shortbread cookies. Yeah, that'll that'll sway any vote. Yeah. So they decide to leave humanity alone. But they have the demons also to worry about. And so to get the demons to be okay with not tampering with Sanctuary, they give Mephisto Anarius. Mephisto is very interested in Anarius because Anarius is the one who started it all him and lilith interbred and created nephilim and so if hell is still on this mindset that they can fight this war and win with nephilim having anarius is kind of a key to that puzzle are they just so gonna, are they just gonna pump out a bunch of babies with anarius they're just gonna turn him into a fuck boy oh, no. i don't know that to be true but i imagine <laughs> that's what they're trying to do yeah, yeah mephisto is gonna make anarius just pump out some nephilim for them yeah calmer also they reset time because i guess that's something that angels can do they reset time to right before the triune and the cathedral were established on sanctuary so all the humans are still unaware of angels they're still unaware of demons they don't know of these competing religions and this is the start of where the diablo games begin this is the world that diablo one exists in and we will continue with what happens in diablo one and diablo two next time yeah it's great what do you guys think yeah it's really good i liked it a lot 
That's an I, excellent I like story. the idea that the, the, the size of it is so good. Because I'm like, we're just talking... Like, I get that there's all these different players and stuff, but Diablo is one of seven totally. of one side. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Like, the, the main antagonist of the whole game series is just like... The namesake. Yeah, the namesake is almost like a minor player in, like, the scope of the story. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you just compare Heaven and Hell, that's just one significant figure on half of the side uh-huh. that is now actually one third of the side yeah. because we have all the Nephilim and the humans too. I also really like the idea that humanity is kind of just stuck in between like an eternal war, you know, yeah. like we're not that important really. We're just almost kind of, we're just like byproducts of something that was happening well before we were created. The thing that I thought was really cool is the idea that humanity is half, demon half angel yeah because we we're capable of both we are and ultimately the reason why heaven and hell can't settle their differences is because they are purely different yeah whereas humanity can coexist and thrive and create even greater accomplishments because we do have those things in common yeah we have both sides in common that's great it's really yeah. cool it's a good story and that's all just that's before even the games start we haven't even gotten into what we actually play and the things that happen in the games that we do. I like it when there's like actual rationale behind what you're doing and what there's a real, there's a meaning for this. There's like a motivation, yeah. right? A real motivation for like yeah, the yeah. events that happen. Yeah. And as a human, that makes me feel like I'm actually part of the game now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Do you believe? It's um, pretty convincing. I I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> yeah, just listen to the rhythm of my heart. I've been listening. <laughs> what does it sound like? Ba-da-ba-da-boom. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it sounds more like um, like uh, the song that plays in, in like the casino area of the mask. It's kind of like the swing. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. I I do like, <laughs> I genuinely think that if Joey, if your uh, if your heart was a genre of music, it probably would best fit swing. Think so. the, it would just be specifically the soundtrack of the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well that I'm, particular scene of the mask. I better start wearing some zoot suits. <laughs> I do have a green I do have the mask's mask in my closet. You do, I've seen it. It's terrible. Yeah. And you really become somebody else when you put that on. I told you guys I needed someone to stop me, and you guys didn't. <laughs> I thought you were just playing. Yeah, it's true. You have to use the buzzword if you if you really want me to stop you. Smoke it. <laughs> Smokey. Smokey. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. It was great. Thanks for putting the fear in my heart, because I didn't know what religion <laughs> I belonged to prior, and now that I know this is one... <laughs> Yeah, this is really my first exposure to religion, and it's fascinating. Yeah. I told you that I really just wanted to give you the story to what happened in Diablo, but I think I'm going to l- let my um, my true intentions show. I just wanted to show you guys some God. Yeah, I appreciate it. You saved me. Okay. All right. Cool. cool. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Goodbye. Audience, the audience, fade in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Pothole has been I called it Pothole again <laughs> Pothole <laughs> That's a perfect ending <laughs>